Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, as long as you're 21 or older, Michael Hill, Jason Holder, proudly bring to you the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. And if you're not done with that, go listen to something else. Welcome back to another week of the Whiskey and Wrestling Podcast. Jason, how was your week this week? Man, it was really good, actually. Um, I, I I can complain. Okay. Yeah. But uh, it wasn't worth complaining about. Mm-hmm. There, there were little hiccups, bits and bites there that, that weren't good. But, you know, hey. Yeah. Overall, not a bad week. Not a bad week. That's good. How about you? Um, It was, it was a long week, but it was a good week. Got got some stuff accomplished, and hopefully from here it'll only get better. Hopefully so. <laughs> so, uh, what are we drinking this week? This week we are drinking Angel's Envy. I don't remember that one. That's because we haven't had this one yet. Nah, man, they don't make new whiskey. They 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 make new whiskey. In fact, I was scrolling through Facebook and I stopped by our friends over there at Big Dog Liquor. They have a Facebook page. You guys should go give it a like. He had some pictures of some new whiskeys and stuff that he received. Some of them we've had, the, the Four Roses, which is always a good choice. But the one that caught my eye was the Angel's Envy, and it's a really gorgeous bottle. It's a real pretty bottle. Real pretty bottle, and on the back of it, it's got two angel's wings um, that kind of shine through the through the whiskey, the bourbon. It is, it is a really nice-looking bottle. It's also a real, it's like an amber-colored whiskey, too. Yeah. It's not dark at all. You know, looking up, I can't really find a whole lot about it. But this uh, looks like they have two different versions of it. We have the uh, the port wine finish. So they finish it in a port wine barrel. Uh, mm-hmm. And then another finish that they have, now that I see it on here and I want it, is the rum finish. Ooh. So, visiting their website to try to find something out about it, but they don't really have a whole lot on there. It is a bourbon. Um, so, let's, let's give it a shot. It's got a great Cheers. great nose to it. That's ridiculously smooth. Very. Um... It's got a caramelly vanilla flavor. Yeah. Mm, that is good. It, it's got yeah. some burn to it, but it's not so much that you, you want to like it's have that like, cringe. You know, you, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? It's more like a, uh, it's not like a Jack burn or a Jim Bean burn. It's not that. No, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's got that, just, oh my God, you know. Yeah, it's got just a hint of burn to it, so you, you know you're drinking whiskey. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah that's really, really good. good. That's really so, good. Y'all check it out. They've got a few bottles left over at Big Dog Liquor in Gaucher. Um It's a little more on the higher end side. It's about 50, 50 bucks a, uh, a bottle, give or take, but um, worth it. Very good. Very good, very good. So... Guess we can go ahead and hop into wrestling. Yeah, let's hop into wrestling. Um, so Monday Night Raw, we had The Miz versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, well, it started off kind of as a segment. It ended mm-hmm. up as Miz versus Drew McIntyre, in which uh, 
Drew won. Of course. Um, Lana and Naomi versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose. We're uh, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose won. The Hurt Business versus The New Day. Mm-hmm. For the Raw Tag Titles, where the New Day become your 11-time World Tag Team Champions. Uh, we had Damian Priest versus Jackson Riker, which kind of ended in a no contest. Uh, or no, Damian Priest won. I think Damian and then Priest there was won. Like and then there was some stuff after outside. stuff. Yeah. Um, Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman. Um, uh, that one I don't think it ever got started. didn't even really get started. Then we had Oscar versus Shayna Baszler, where Oscar uh, won. Uh, and then Matt Riddle versus Mustafa Ali for the U.S. title, where Riddle won. Then Bobby Lashley fought Sheamus at the end uh, of the show, where Bobby Lashley won, as you would expect. Uh, let's jump over to NXT. And on NXT, we had Austin Theory versus Dexter Loomis. Um Loomis uh, got the win there. We had Brizango versus Legado del Fantasma, which um, I think Legado del Fantasma won that. I'm sure they did. Uh, Dakota Kai versus Zoe Stark, where Dakota Kai won. Marcel Bartel versus Tommaso Ciampa, which, uh, of course, Tommaso Ciampa won that. But we saw the return of Walter to NXT. Walter. Walter. Uh, we got L.A. Knight versus August Gray. And yes, I just I had to do the hand movements because that's all he is, his hand movements and saying his name. Of course, he got the win. L.A. Knight got the win there. Uh they actually gave August Gray some more offense than I was expecting. This match was to build towards uh, the Bronson-Reed feud. And then we had our main event of the evening, which was Loney Orkin and Danny Birch defending their tag team championships against another Tag team, right? Maybe the Grizzled Young Veterans or... Yeah, yeah. you know, a tag team. Yeah, yeah. No. Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. Sure. Some shenanigans ensued, and Danny Burch and um, Oni Lorcan got the win. But At least they they let the tag team win. Yes. So... On to AEW, (laughs) because... Moving to AEW, we kicked off with Cody Rhodes versus Penta El Sierra Mado. Um, where, uh, I, you know what? I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna spoil the ending of this match by saying who won. <laughs> I mean, because we all know that Cody won. There's yeah. no way he didn't. Uh, we had Jade Cargill versus Danny Jordan in an extremely short squash match, where Jade Cargill won. Uh, MJF came out and introduced the Pinnacle. Well, he didn't really come out. They they kind of did a segment. Uh, we had a 10-man tag match of Jurassic Express and Bear Country versus Matt Hardy, Private Party, The Butcher and the Blade, where uh, Hardy, Private Party, and The Butcher and the Blade won. Uh, Tony, she- Tony Schiavone. Schiavone. Did an interview with Darby Allen and Sting. 
Uh, Kingston and Moxley fought the Good Brothers, where Kingston and Moxley won. We had Ray Phoenix versus Angelico, where Ray Phoenix won. Then our main event, which wasn't a main event really because it was an unsanctioned lights out match, uh, was Thunder Rosa versus Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, Thunder Rosa won, and holy shit. Yeah. That was, if you, you haven't seen that, you need to go watch that because that was something special. Yeah, like we, we were playing D&D. And yeah. we stopped. Yes, to watch that match because yes. Jesus Christ. Yes, it is best match of the week, easily. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, jumping over to SmackDown before we dive too far into different things, uh, we have Sasha Banks versus Nia Jax for Nia Jax. I'm sorry for the SmackDown Women's Champion, and Banks defeated Jax. Um. Seth Rollins talked uh, to Cesaro. Um, Edge talks main event. These are all just little backstage segments um, and, and little in-ring challenge stuff. The Mysterios versus the Street Profits um, and Mysterios versus Alpha Academy. Um, the Mysterios defeated the Street Profits and Alpha Academy defeated the Mysterios. Daniel Bryan uh, talked about Fastlane, which is, you know, the world's least anticipated uh, pay-per-view. <laughs> the world's most pointless pay-per-view. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that led us into, um, that set us up for the end of the evening, uh, which we'll come back to. Uh, we have King Corbin versus Sami Zayn, the match that nobody's cared about or asked about at all. Uh, Corbin defeated Zayn. We get an interview uh, where Michael Cole interviews Big E and Apollo Crews, and Apollo Crews continues to do a god-awful accent. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> we get a uh, Natalia and Tamina attacking Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair, and then our main event of the evening, Edge versus Jey Uso. WWE was promoting this the entire evening, this was Edge's first match in on, on SmackDown in 10 years. Edge wins. Edge will be the special guest referee tonight at Fastlane as we record this Sunday afternoon. And nobody cares because it's not going to change anything. Nope. So, that was SmackDown. So, where do you want to start? Um... Is there anything worth talking about in WWE, or is this just going to be a short show where we talk about Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa? I feel like this is going to be a short sh- a short show where we just talk about Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, what else is there let's to hit say? A couple of points. I, I do want to hit a couple of points with WWE. One was the actual the opening segment of Raw. Yeah. Um, Drew and Lashley kind of had their thing. Uh. Miz came out and kind of interrupted it, which is why we ended up with this Miz Drew match, uh, which really was kind of the same thing we saw last week. However, uh, what I really liked about this, I liked the ending. Mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre beat the piss out of the Miz, hit him with the Claymore, bent down to do the the pin, 
looked at Bobby Lashley, picked the Miz up, put him in the hurt lock, and just started swinging him around the ring. Yeah. Um, I think I think we accomplished a few things here. Really with that. liked that. That that was really good. That sets up and and confirms our main event for Mania. Mm-hmm. It also tells the Miz that hey, you don't belong in this picture anymore. Yeah, you are not part of this. You know, um, uh, which the Miz then moves on to. Uh, they're going to feud with Bad Bunny, and Damian Priest. So we have The Miz, who is WWE champion for all of two weeks. Right. He goes from being WWE champion to feuding with Bad Bunny. Right. Um, so here's my thought pro here's here's my thoughts on this. They screwed up the money in the bank so bad. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me actually let me step back. They didn't screw up the money in the bank. Otis being the money in the bank champ uh, briefcase holder was cool. But we knew from the beginning that it wasn't a long-term thing. We knew that was going to be long-term. So they screwed up Otis having the briefcase. All right. Then Otis loses the briefcase to the Miz. All right. Miz has proven in the past that he was able to be that ultimate opportunist uh, a la Edge um, with the briefcase. Cool. I built up a really good story there. I liked The Miz. You know, I, I wish they would have moved him on SmackDown 2. Like, I wish they would have had him. Who am I going to challenge? Who is going to get beat up? Who am I going to take out? Like, he was on Raw, so he was only focusing on Drew. But it would have been cool to me if The Miz would have showed up, say, at the end of that Kevin Owens, uh, Roman Reigns, you know, cluster that yeah. we had. Yeah. If the Miz would have shown up and fake cashed in, you know. Um or just just had his music hit. Like he doesn't even need to cash in. Hit. Just have his music hit and stand over Roman as Roman was just kind of sitting on the ground yeah. recovering. And you just see the Miz is just there. With, yeah, I came to play. You know, you know that would have been cool, right? It, it would have made the Miz seem like that any champion, anytime. Hell, have it. Have him come out on Balor, even. You know the the problem with the Miz. So is the Miz. I can buy the Miz as champion. The Miz, I can too, but the Miz is not threatening but, to Bobby Lashley or Drew McIntyre. Yeah, right now he's not. I could buy him as a threat to Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre as that ultimate opportunist. Yeah. Well, I mean, he beat if Drew. They booked him correctly. Yeah. But yeah, the problem up is his booking for the, the past problem, year. His booking has been just trash comedy booking. And so when he got the t- the money in the bank, and it didn't change. Yep, they should have changed his booking then and made him more dangerous. Stop with the, <laughs> we're we're the Miz and Morrison, and we're we're just two goofs. Yeah, Miz no. Miz should have separated from Morrison. Well, that's um, a whole other story because Morrison is better than what they're doing yeah, with him right now. Morrison, Morrison should be somewhere in a title picture. Yeah, he should. Not Miz's sidekick. Yes. Um, Morrison's better than The Miz. So they should have separated that. The Miz winning from Drew McIntyre was fine with how it happened. Bobby, La- <laughs> I, I kind of dug the interaction. The whole 
Miz paid Miz Bobby trying to figure it out, to, figuring out a way out of it. Yeah, that was and then, cool. And then Bobby being like, "Nah, man, you're not getting out of this. I'm taking that title. Yeah. Period." And then the fact that the Miz got beat bad mm-hmm. that shows okay that that moves Bobby Lashley I think even a little more into that whole okay this dude needs to be taken seriously yeah Drew's been taken seriously since day one well I don't want to say day one but since this current incarnation of Drew McIntyre Wait, would um, you say that Drew has been taken seriously since day one ish no um, <laughs> so that's an Uso reference so. I'm okay with this going on, and, I, and I'm okay with the Miz getting the belt. It it, it achieved a purpose. Mm-hmm. It got the belt off Drew. Yeah. So I'm, that it no, mania, I'm, I'm fine with that. Because I I fully believe I fully hope at least let's put it this way. If Mania is indeed going to be in front of people, I want Drew to win, beat Lashley, get the belt back in front of a crowd so that Drew McIntyre can get that crowd pop. He didn't get it last year. He didn't even get a fake crowd pop last year because they weren't even doing the Thunderdome stuff yet. Here's the thing, though. I want that just as much as you do. But I also want want Bobby Lashley to have a long reign. I also don't want to cheapen Bobby Lashley. You know, uh, because without a doubt, Lashley deserves the title. Yeah. He's had bad storylines. We gave him all kinds of crap last year in regards to the the Lana Rusev storyline. Well-deserved, honestly. Well-deserved crap, but crap nonetheless. The man has put in the work. He's put in the work on his body. He's put in the work on his in-ring skills. He's put in the work trying to learn the mic skills. He deserves to be champion. But so does Drew. Yeah, absolutely. And and don't want to see Drew lose to Bobby. You know, I saw something the other day. Uh, It was talking about the title in WWE and things like that. And it was trying to make a case for hot-shotting titles. And there were points in it that I agreed with. Mm -hmm. It was talking about modern-day wrestling does not need these champions that hold on to belts for seven, eight, nine months, a year, a year and a half. Modern-day wrestling needs champions that grab a belt, do something really cool with it, and then in three to four months, it's passed on to the next guy. And part of me agrees because I will always feel, and this is coming from the fact that I've been watching wrestling now for 35 years, whoever has the belt is important. Mm-hmm. Um. Almost always. There are exceptions. David Arquette, uh, you know, The Miz yeah. recently. But whoever has the belt is important. Well, we, we can't say The Miz recently because it was important. The Miz yeah, was. Fair, fair. It, it may not have been what we wanted to see. It may not have been how we would want to see that happen. But it was important for The Miz to, excuse me, for The Miz to pull the title off of Drew the, so that Bobby could step yeah, up. The belt also. Not only is the person who has the belt is important, but the belt makes that character important even after the belt is gone, yes. depending on how they do it. Now, arguments can be made about some people that have had WWE championships, WCW championships, TNA championships, you know, you name it. They got the belt, 
they they did their thing, Jinder Mahal, um, and then faded into obscurity, Jinder Mahal. Um, Who hasn't been so, on TV in a year. Yeah. So, but overall, a good wrestler is made better by having the belt. You want people like Bobby Lashley to get that belt. You want to, you want, especially knowing, you know, that he's been in wrestling now for what, 15 years? 20 yeah. years? No, it's, 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 it's been, quite been about 15, 15 16. Or so. He needs that championship. He left WWE. He went and worked on himself. Drew McIntyre, same thing. Left, went and worked on himself, came back, became this force. I'm okay with Bobby having the belt. I'm even okay with Bobby beating Drew. As long as Drew continues to be the top guy. You know? I think we've, I don't want, we've fallen into this trap. Because what I don't want to happen is I don't want Drew McIntyre to lose to Bobby Lashley. And then the next week on Raw is Drew McIntyre versus Damian Priest. I think we, we've fallen into this trap because this is just how wrestling has been. For years, is you win the title, you have to defend the title. And... You know, you're not considered a champion if you don't carry the title for a long reign. Well, this isn't 1980s where Hulk Hogan wrestles once every six months. Right. Build it into your storylines that, you know, they already talk about how difficult it is to carry the title. Mm-hmm. That your schedule, you go, you're now the face of the company and you're out. Build that in. Build that wear and tear on a person in, you know, have them start looking more haggard and, and they're not wrestling as crisp well, and they, have them drop it after a couple months because, well, they're just not able to, get not able the, to keep up with it. Yeah. Well, and then that lets you, you know, that lets them, okay, well, you know, look, I lost focus. I, I was worked, but I am still the best that this has. So yeah. you have them build back up. And while they're building back up, you have two other people going for the title and, well, you can look at UFC. I'm not a big fan of UFC. I don't watch the fights mostly. I catch the the highlights of it basically on ESPN. Most of the title holders there, though, don't hold those belts for very long. A couple, three matches. Yeah. You know, there, there are the exceptions to the rule. I mean, they're the ones that get a belt and hang on to it for a while. But for the most part, it's like, I mean, one of the ones I can remember recently is like with Ronda Rousey, right? Mm-hmm. She had the belt for a while. Then, like, she lost to Holly Holm, I think. Yeah, I think it was Holm. Holm, then the next fight lost to Misha Tate, I think. Tate, the next fight lost to, you know. So that belt, quote-unquote, hot-shotted around that division. Yeah. You can tell that story like you were talking about here. It doesn't have to be. I don't need a champion to get a belt and hang on to it for a long time. Some th- for some people, that works really well, you know, as, but you have to build the story around that, and you have to build it credibly. The other part you have to think of there is champion has a belt for a long time. You're burying a lot of people because mm-hmm. you're going to have to have, I mean, you figure if a guy holds a belt for a year, he's going to have probably four good feuds there. That's four people that you have put the time into build up to challenge for a belt and then lost. I mean, let's look at, let, let, let's talk about Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens. Yeah. We've built Kevin Owens up. that doesn't end. <laughs> well, we built Kevin Owens up. Kevin Owens can go toe-to-toe with Roman Reigns. 
now that that feud is over and we have transitioned to Edge and Roman, what's Kevin doing? Yeah, exactly. It looks like there's maybe starting something with him and Sammy. Yeah. Which we've seen. Mm-hmm. And and don't get me wrong, I don't mind seeing Kevin Owens versus uh, uh, Sammy Zayn again. No, no, I'm not saying that. It. I'm not saying but that. But Sammy Zayn is a drastic step down from Roman Reigns. A huge step. You Kevin Owens has just been going toe to toe with the big dog, the head of the table, the tribal chief, the guy that you have built up as the best of the best. And, and Roman never beat him. Roman could not beat him. To drop him into a feud with a glorified mid carter. Yeah. I like Sammy. Don't get me wrong. No, I, Sammy is amazing. Sammy he's, is he's a mid carter. Utilized incorrectly. And I don't think that he is ever more than a transitional champion. But you're Sammy, right. He's a mid carder. Sammy will never achieve higher than that intercontinental title, U.S. title reign. Like I, will, I, I could maybe Sammy, maybe see him in like in a similar to the Miz role of maybe, taking the title no. and then losing it shortly thereafter. I could see Sammy in a and the only way I could see Sammy in that is Sammy wins Money in the Bank. He gets the briefcase. He cashes the briefcase in that night and loses. I could to never, Kevin Owens. To Kevin Owens. As as I Kevin could, runs out to yeah. to give him a hug and then <laughs> I could never We just replay see, the whole NXT thing. I could never see Sami Zayn even officially challenging for a world title. Yeah. Like even in a losing aspect, I could never see him in that position. I don't. I don't even see Sami Zayn going forward, and this is this is just how they booked him. I mean, he could, but like I couldn't see Sami Zayn in an elimination chamber match, even though he just was. But being a valid person that may have a shot, like Sami was in the elimination chamber match, right? Here's the thing, though, with Sami. He could do all these things, though. He absolutely could. Sami Zayn, the performer, is capable. Mm-hmm. This Sami Zayn character that we've gotten, yep, is not is not. Yep, and uh, like, yeah, Sami was in the elimination chamber to challenge. Yeah, recently, um, they could have left him out, and he would have had just the same amount of shot as winning. Yeah, there yeah. was. That was an infinite to one odds mm-hmm. that Sammy was going to win that chamber. Only way, you know what? People, you know, a lot of wrestling podcasts and things like that, they talk about like the 2% botch. There wasn't even a 2% botch with that. Mm. There was no way Sammy Zayn was going to win no. that match. Period. No, not at all. So why have him in there? Because they they want us to think that there's a way. Yeah. Um. So we spent a while talking about basically on basically raw there. Um, I'm trying to think if there was anything like super standout ish on SmackDown. Nothing really stood out to me on SmackDown. It, um, it was a, the only the, thing you got edge edge was in his first match back, uh, like on SmackDown, he wins, which means that he will be the enforcer for special the, guest referee, yeah, whatever, whatever they're calling it for uh, Daniel Bryan versus Roman. I don't care really and truly 
who that is because, because there's no way Daniel Bryan wins that match. It's just there isn't one. Um, Your main event for WrestleMania is Roman versus Edge, period. And, and look, uh, we both love Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Daniel Bryan being in the main event WrestleMania would be great, mm-hmm. but that's not the build we've gotten. Nope. It's not. If they try to include him now, it will take away and hurt. Yes. The main event of WrestleMania, include... which is Edge versus Roman Reigns, which is because John Cena is all but retired. Daniel Bryan would be Charlotte Flair. Yes. If they added him to the main yeah. event. Right now, because, like I said, John Cena is all but retired, you have the best of the Ruthless Aggression I era. I say that. Uh, ruthless. The, the, ruthless Aggression. The, the 2000s, you know, the, the, the 2000s era in Edge. The, uh, versus the Tamer Attitude Era. Versus Roman Reigns, who is... And I'm not saying this like they're the best wrestler, but the best of the current era. Well, let's not call him the best. Let's call him the forced of the current era. I'm fine with that. Because, uh, like we've talked about on the past couple shows, I think, too, as much as we really liked the Roman Reigns when he first flipped heel, mm-hmm. I kind of don't care anymore. Yeah. Um, it, it, he, this, we talk about long-term booking a lot. Mm-hmm. This is a case where the long-term booking... It fell apart. Fell apart, and it's made Roman look weaker for it. Yeah. As you said, Roman, Roman never beat Kevin Owens cleanly. Mm-hmm. And you can say, oh, he doesn't need to beat it clean. It's all... No, for me to take a champion seriously, I need to see him, especially a champion who is presented in such a way as Roman Reigns. Yep. He has got to beat somebody. He has not done it. He hasn't. He couldn't beat Jay. Well, he beat Jay. Well, no. No. He, yeah. he forced Jay to quit. He forced Jay to quit. Because Jimmy, Jimmy. Yeah. was injured and Jay cares about Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, he, he could not beat Jay. Roman, he could not beat Kevin. And those are the only people he's faced as champion. Yeah, he couldn't he he can't beat anybody. And he's not going to beat Edge. Edge is coming out of Edge Mania out as, as champion. champion. Yeah. I, I I feel like I feel like we're either going to see Edge beat Roman clean and Edge comes out as champion, or I I more hope that what we see is, and considering everything we just said, this may sound odd, I hope we see Jay turn on Roman. Me too. And like, then I, That, that storyline, I can I can picture, uh, Jay gets involved, distracts Edge, which causes Edge to get beat up and, and, and down, and then right before, right as Roman's getting ready to set up for the spear, he starts to run in for the spear, out of nowhere, super kick, yeah. And one, two, three. Like I wanna see I wanna see Jay turn on Roman. Then we can have Edge come back on on the SmackDown after uh Mania. Daniel Bryan comes out congratulates him because they've been kind of building up a little thing between those two. Bryan comes out and congratulates him, says, I wanna be the first guy that challenges you. Yeah. And then we can have an Edge, Daniel Bryan friendly ish competition, I guess, type thing. Now 
And then we can tell our story of Jay versus Roman as a, you know what, Oos, you ain't the head of the table anymore. You lost. You don't have a belt. You're worthless. You couldn't win without me. Yeah. I'm not following you. I'm not listening to you. I'm the head of the family now. And then Jimmy comes back, and Jimmy backs up Jay, and now we have Jimmy and Jay taking out Roman yeah. and going from there. It could be a cool story. could be a cool story. Now, with that being said, this storyline with Daniel Bryan has this multiple times. He said, this could be my last title match. Yeah. Daniel Bryan said a few months ago on another thing, a podcast or, or interview somewhere that he is actually looking to wind his career down. Mm-hmm. Having two children now yep. has made him realize that the things that he thought were important before are not that it's mm-hmm. his family, his kids that are the most important thing. Do we see Daniel Bryan retire after tonight? I really hope not. I really hope what we see is because Edge is a part-timer. Yeah. Let, let's be perfectly honest here. Edge is a part-timer. He may have signed a multi-year contract, but it was not a going to be on SmackDown every week contract. Edge beats Roman. Edge gets his final moment, right? His, his mania moment is I've captured the championship. Let's set up a Daniel Bryan-Edge feud for a couple of months, Mm -hmm. which culminates in Daniel Bryan winning the belt from Edge. We've got two people here, had to cut their career short, had to miss years of their careers. I I don't think that there's any doubt in anyone's mind. I don't know if Edge has come out and said it, but I really feel like Daniel coming back Mm -hmm. inspired Edge to see if he could... So, come back as well. So, so we have you have match. that whole tie-in as well. We have that tie-in. We have this match between these two guys that have had years taken off their career. Daniel Bryan wins. He holds the championship up one more time. Have it at SummerSlam. Yeah. Even. SmackDown after SummerSlam, Daniel Bryan comes out. I've accomplished what I wanted to accomplish. I've proven to myself that I can get this belt. I've done everything that I wanted to do in the WWE. Now I get to go out on my terms. Now I get to go out on my terms. And he hands the belt to to Scrap Iron. Mm -hmm. He does the yes chant again. You get the goosebumps. And Daniel Bryan, Bride of the Valkyries plays. Daniel Bryan walks backstage, and we, we don't see Daniel Bryan in the ring again. Yeah. Daniel Bryan is retired. We've gotten the belt off of part timer Edge. He had his his mania moment. Yeah. He had his comeback story. Daniel Bryan had his final hurrah. We now have a vacant SmackDown title. What do we do best with vacant titles? We can have a grand tournament. Everybody in on SmackDown, everybody, yeah. all male wrestlers, are entered into this tournament for the SmackDown title. So for the next, I don't know, month or more. You can push you, you can months, you can really. push that out to um, Survivor Series. SmackDown to Survivor Series. We have every SmackDown is another qualifier tournament, and people are fighting through their brackets. Yeah, till we get to the final four, and we have a fatal four way at Survivor Series elimination style. I like it. 
It'll never to happen. Crown the new SmackDown champion. It'll never happen. It'll never. But happen. I like it. But that would be now, awesome. One other, one reason why I thought could this be Daniel Bryan's last match? Potential spoilers here, guys. Apparently, this week, WWE's Facebook page was updated a little bit. Yeah, the, and Daniel the, Bryan was listed as a Hall of Famer. Yep. Uh, and Batista so, was removed. And Batista was removed. <laughs> so, potential spoilers of Daniel Bryan going into the Hall of Fame this year. Mm-hmm. Which I think is, is a bad decision. Any way you look at it, Daniel Bryan has been a huge fan favorite. He needs to go into the Hall of Fame when there can be fans. Yeah, absolutely. He needs to go into the Hall of Fame. If he's going to go in in the next few years, it needs to be next year. Daniel Bryan needs needs to go into the Hall of Fame when all of the wrestlers involved and all of the fans involved, that as soon as Daniel Bryan walks onto the stage, everybody can stand up and start going, yes, yes, yes. You know. He's earned that. Absolutely. But this is what I want, you know, we've heard so much from Daniel recently about him retiring. And even if he doesn't officially retire from in-ring competition, if he just steps down to a part-timer status, Mm -hmm. is this the end for Daniel Bryan as a top guy in the company? I think it could be. could be very close. Yeah. And... I get it. I get it. He's had a long career. He had injury and he was forced out and he wanted to come back. And I can see, not that I have kids, Mm -hmm. but I've seen how kids affect my friends and my family. And I can see how that would make one reprioritize the things in their life. And supposedly Daniel's taken a large role backstage in the creative of SmackDown. Yeah. So this potentially could be it. Um, let's jump over to NXT. All right. Um, so like we, like you alluded to in the, the going, the going over of it all, um, we had only Lorcan, Danny Burch mm-hmm. versus, uh, Karen Cross and Finn Balor. Yep. Thankfully, they didn't pull the whole any two single stars are always better than any tag team. However, Oni Lorcan got hurt. Uh, no, Danny Birch. Danny Birch got hurt. Danny Birch has uh, a separated, separated shoulder. shoulder. Same thing that happened to uh, Cross. Yep. Same reason that Cross had to give up the title. So. Now, last time I saw, no word has come out on how bad it is. Right. It could be one of those that he can work through it for a little while. and They can um, keep him on TV but not wrestling. Keep him on TV, not really wrestle. Push push him out to um, stand, stand and deliver mm-hmm. uh, right before Mania. Push it out to there and have him drop the titles to yeah. Logato Del Fantasma or whoever. Whoever. Uh, Grizzled Young Veterans. There's a lot of options. Um, and let Oni do most of the heavy lifting in the matches. Yeah. Um, because the separated shoulder, we went through this with with carrying cross. It's weird. It can put you out for six months. It can put you out for a year, or it can put you out for two weeks. 
It just depends on how bad it is. And last time I saw anything, there was no um, no indication on how bad how bad his injury was. Right. I didn't see anything about it. Um, the other thing of note that happened on NXT, Walter. Yeah, Walter showed up. Uh, so we've seen Imperium. They've been trying to recruit Timothy Thatcher. Yeah. The most British American who has ever Americaned. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> Thatcher wasn't on TV this week. There was a COVID scare, mm-hmm. another COVID scare with NXT. So a lot of talent weren't on TV this week. Um, in fact, um, Candice LeRae and Johnny Gargano, they were on an iPad at home. Yep. Um, so Thatcher, I, I guess, was not, um, I don't know if it was storyline or if he was actually being quarantined because of the COVID scare. We had Champa go out there and face uh, Bartel. Yeah. Which he handled both Marcel Bartel and Fabian Eichner with no issues whatsoever. This was Champa of old, as opposed to old looking Champa now that he's letting his hair grow out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just needs to shave. He looked so much more badass with a shaved head. He really did. Um, this whole this whole fryer tuck thing that Chompa's got going on just ain't working for me. <laughs> and and look, I say that as a bald man myself, who, if I let my hair grow out, would probably be very similar to what he has. Except, you know, like I'm fat. Not last Wednesday, but Wednesday before when I was watch when I was watching it and Chompa and Thatcher were in the ring. Every time I looked up and saw Chompa, my brain was like, Who is that? Oh yeah, Chompa. <laughs> It's just been so weird because he just randomly has let his hair grow out. Yeah, it just looks odd. <laughs> but, no, he handled both of Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, the distractions that Eichner mm-hmm. caused to get the win in the match. And then afterwards, both of them beat down. He's standing tall in the ring. The music goes down. Oh, Alexander Wolfe uh, was not on TV this week either. They played it off as if um, Champa had to beat him down backstage somewhere. Right. Um, but I guarantee you he was out with the COVID because he wasn't even on TV in the slightest. Yep. Uh, lights go down. Imperium's music starts playing. You see a body standing up there at the top. The lights come back up. And there he is. Mm-hmm. Walter. Walter comes down and, you know, he has Champa's full attention. Champa kind of looks over his shoulder a little bit so that Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel don't attack him from behind. And you see Walter motion to them. This is cool. I really liked this part. Just this little bit here. Mm-hmm. Walter motioned to them to stay. Don't attack. He had this. Mm-hmm. Walter gets up in the ring, gets right in Champa's face. And you see him bring his head, tilt his head back. Mm-hmm. And Champa notices it and turns and starts beating down on Bartel and Eichner, who had started rushing forward to attack him. Yep. And it wasn't until this massive chop from Walter that Imperium got the upper hand. Yeah. I thought it was really good. It was like, I forgot how good Walter is. 
I, you know, Walter doesn't have the physique that some other big men have, but he doesn't need it. Mm-mm. He carries himself in such a way that it is just mesmerizing. I believe the term is commands respect. Yes, that's that's a good. Um, but yeah, uh, that, so. That was kind of it for NXT, though, really. Yeah, there wasn't a whole wasn't lot a whole on lot there. Of meat to it. Um, EO challenged uh, Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, which I thought was an interesting turn. Yeah, because normally you know it's the champion that you go to. She doesn't yeah. come to you. I I kind of like that, and that's what we're gonna get. Uh, so, EO versus Raquel at Stand and Deliver. But other than that, there just wasn't anything so on. on. So on to AEW. On to AEW. Uh, so let's get a couple of things quick out of the way with AEW. Um, Jade Cargo looks like she's going to be something. Oh, I mean, we said that, what was it, last week, two weeks yeah. ago, when the Shaq match, like, she shined. Like, yeah. I under, up until that match, I did not understand the buzz right. about her. In that match, the little things. Yeah. I was like, okay, I get okay, it now. I get it now. So there's that. We have the pinnacle officially announced as MJF's new faction. Uh, They came off of a plane. Very, this felt very evolution. Four horsemen. Four horsemen. Fortune. This right here is just the next stage of that. Of that. Come off of a private plane. They're all wearing suits. Uh, they get in the limo. They go to the ring. MJF. And, and, and just like Evolution, just like Fortune, Pinnacle has that tie-in to Four Horsemen. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, Tully. Evolution and, and, and uh, um, Fortune, Fortune was Rick. Rick. Well, this is Tully. Yeah. So you have that tie-in there. but MJF ran down everybody, you know, as who they were, what they were fixing to do. Yada, yada, yada. Talked about FTR being the only world Grand Slam tag champions uh, in history. Dudley boys would like to have a conversation. The Dudley boys have never had the AEW tag titles. Yeah, but um, they retired before there was an AEW. True, but that's where they're going from. Oh, I, mean, I know, I know. The same we we had this conversation yeah, the other yeah. night, but same it's still the Dudley that, boys would like to have a conversation. Because yeah, the same can be said that FTR never had the WCW tag titles or the ECW tag titles. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's kind of a it's kind of a stupid line, but right. it also kind of puts that these dudes have been top guys everywhere they've wrestled. I see what you did there. Ah. Um, so he goes over that. Uh, we had what looks like maybe Brian Cage turning on Team Taz. Possibly. Maybe. Because you have, they came out and confronted Sting and Darby while they were, while Sting and Darby were having their interview. And Brian Cage looks at Sting and says, I respect the hell out of you, man. And then walked off. Uh, Well, I mean, in in the association with Taz has not done him any favors. It really hasn't. I I think it's been the best spot for him. Yeah. The other thing is, and, and we've talked about this before. AEW has a serious lack of big guy in the face role. 
Yeah. They're trying to make Lance Archer face, but they... Are they, though? Because it seems like they kind of tilted back to more heelish version of Lance recently. Yeah, he's going a little back more heel. Um, Like, they had... They had brought him very face. Like no, he was the, he was face. Yeah, at the, like, the I, Brody Lee show and all that kind of stuff. He was face, and they should have kept it with that because he was so good in that now face kind of role. Pulling it back from him, a little and he's bit. not as good as a heel. I'm sorry, he's just not. Dr- uh, our uh, um, Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus is a face, but he's stuck in the tag division with Jurassic Express in a gimmick. And yeah, he's stuck in his gimmick. Wardlow's gonna be a heel. And Hager's a heel. Hager's a heel. Well, maybe Hager's a face. Maybe Inner Circle's going to be inner, face. We inner don't Circle's got to be face. Inner Circle's got to come out of this as faces. You cannot have Pinnacle be as heel as they need to be against to get another over heel team. Against another heel team, it's not going to work. So this has got this whole feud is going to have to turn Inner Circle face. But even even if it turns Inner Circle face, Hager. And, and makes Hager face by association. Hager's not a, a, he's not a solo guy. He's in inner circle. Yeah. So they definitely need a face guy that's a big guy that's a, an option. And and Cage has the in-ring ability to do it. Yeah, he could. You know, Luchasaurus, just to go back to him, he's been unimpressive in his solo runs. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not saying he's not skilled. I'm not saying he's not talented. Right. He's been unimpressive. Wardlow, like you said, he's a heel. I think Wardlow is going to be the breakout star coming out of Pinnacle. You know, they, they talk about factions being built really mm-hmm. to push one person. And I think if you looked on paper, they're building this faction to build MJF. But I think your breakout star is going to be Wardlow. Because Wardlow was right there. If they had pulled the trigger to turn him face and have him turn on MJF, yep. I think he immediately moves up the card dramatically. But they decided to go this route. And I think if they do it right, Wardlow stands to get the shine off of Pinnacle. If that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, but who else is there big man-wise? Billy Gunn. Right. Who is in his 50s. And he's comically larger than most of the other people on the roster. Mm-hmm. Um, Shaq. Who's not a wrestler. <laughs> Paul White, yeah, who's, who's not wrestling right now, right? I mean, and got, is in his fifties. You've got these big men, but they're either older or they're not what we want to see in AEW. Yeah. I mean, let's look. Whether Hager is a face or a heel, we're never going to get behind him the no. way that we might get behind a Luchasaurus or a Give Lance me, Archer. Even or, though they're technically not homegrown talents because they've been on the indies, they've been that. But really and truly, like Luchasaurus, Wardlow, um, Cage. Well, not necessarily Cage. Cage was in TNA. Cage was but, in TNA and he was in uh, Lucha Underground before that. That's but, where I know Cage yeah. from. I but you have these people that 
they let me rephrase this then. Not ex WWE guys that you could really make a star out of mm-hmm. for AEW for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Do it. But the problem is, and I think this is this may be where they're hanging up. AEW has kind of made their name now on the quote unquote vanilla midget. Yeah. So that said, uh, yeah. what do they do? I mean, the only big man who they did anything with was Brody Lee. Yeah. And I think they had big plans for Brody. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Brody had the situation that he had. Mm-hmm. And so once again, as has been the, the, the from the start of AEW, they're scrambling to write new stories. Right. If we talk about the AEW women's division, I there's no doubt in my mind that Kylie Ray uh, was going to be the face of the division. Oh, absolutely. I think she um, was definitely going to be, her and Britt Baker were going to be yeah, the two that they were building, they were building that division the division all. around. And Kylie, because of whatever mm-hmm. issues that she has, she stepped away. And Britt was and too green. Britt was too green. She's getting there. Oh, yeah. And she has shown improvement so much from almost two years ago. Mm-hmm. But she's not there yet. Mm-hmm. So Kenny falls back on what he knows because Kenny was booking and may still be booking the women's yeah. division. The Jushies. He falls back on the Joshies. Yep. Which is great. But as we said last week, or maybe, I know Jay said it. I don't remember if he said it this week or last week. The problem with the Josies are they are really either absolutely amazing mm-hmm. or they're complete crap. And one week you can have that same person be amazing one week and complete crap the next. Yeah. Like uh Cheetah. Yeah. As much as I like Cheetah, the last match that they had, the, the last six man match, yeah, she was terrible. She looked off. She looked like she didn't know what she was doing. Mm-hmm. She looked like I, I don't know. It, and that's your women's champion. They keep giving us Nyla Rose in the main event spot, mm-hmm. which, granted, her size, she should be. But I don't want to see any more of her Mm-mm. in a main event spot. Um, I I want to see other women get the opportunity. Yeah, I, exactly. I want to see uh, um, what's her name from Portugal? Uh, um, Tanara? No. Oh, Shayna. Shayna. I want to see Shayna get an opportunity. I want to see, uh, you know, Jade and Cargill. Tanara's from Tanara's Brazil. Brazil. You know, let's see, Anna J. you know, mm-hmm. where are these women's opportunities? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Why am I seeing the same two or three women on Dynamite every week? Same two or three women plus Joshis. Yeah, I, I mean, why am when I seeing... When they're here. Because yeah. apparently, like, Maki Ito is going back to Japan. So, 
I mean, to be honest, I wasn't really impressed with her anyway. No, but no, I, and and it was. It, it's just it's one of those like I don't understand it. Yeah, they have the talent, as we saw this week with Thunder Rosa. Yeah, and let's Britt talk Baker. about that. Uh, that was, that's that was, where we need to go. Um, Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, they tore the roof off of the place. Absolutely, that match was ridiculous. We were in here watching. We were in here playing D anD D with a group of people who are not wrestling. Half fans. half of us are wrestling fans. The other half, maybe in passing, maybe not at all. Mm-hmm. Everybody stopped to watch that match, and everybody was getting involved with it. Yes, like okay, we've seen women's hardcore matches before. Yes, uh, Sasha's been in a few. Uh, yeah, the, the four you know, the four horsewomen have done several. This was a this was a Mick Foley match. Absolutely, you uh, Britt was Britt was bleeding like Eddie Guerrero bleeding, yeah. Ric Flair bleeding, uh, Stone Cold bleeding. Yeah, um, like she, this, her face was a crimson mask. When was the last time you saw thumbtacks? In a match, I don't like, think I've on, ever on, seen them in a women's match. I don't know that I've ever seen I've them seen in a women's them a- match. AEW's done them a couple times with Kingston and yeah. that, but um, I've never seen them in a women's match. Yeah, and then you have Thunder Rosa power bombs Britt Baker into them. Mm-hmm. Baker puts Thunder Rosa in the lockjaw in the thumbtacks, and, and Thunder Rosa reverses. Mm-hmm. Into the thumbtacks. Into the thumbtacks. Like, you know. Um, everything was there for this. Like, there was a... Thunder Rosa did a Death Valley driver off the top rope onto a ladder, mm-hmm. which I kind of thought broke Britt Baker's neck because the way she landed. <laughs> um, This match was ridiculously good. And it just shows that they have talent. Yes, you know, I mean, granted, look, granted, this was a death match style, right? So they're bringing out the chairs and they're bringing out the kendo sticks and the ladders and the thumbtacks and all that. That doesn't matter, like, but they told a story in this match. They told the story of Thunder Rosa being so just beyond pissed about Baker beating her every time. Just, just done with yeah. Britt Baker's antics. The, this was the pathos of that story. This was the the. Everything is gone now, right? Yeah. Um. This match told a great story mm-hmm. in a death match. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't a spot fest, Mm-mm. which AEW has a tendency to fall back on because yeah. they have the people that can pull off spot. They, fests. they have the yeah, they have the people who thrive doing spots. Yep. I kind of want to know who produced this match. Because I feel like it was going to be a Tully or a uh, Arn mm-hmm. or one of those guys. Because this had a very old school, yeah. we're going to tell his story mentality. Whereas the the ones where the, the Bucks are involved or the, uh, you know. This was a story-driven match, not a, oh my God, look at him. He did a 3680. <laughs> yeah, this was a story-driven match. And everybody in this room 
mm-hmm. the majority of who are were not wrestling fans mm-hmm. or are just being introduced to wrestling. Yeah. Was captivated by it. Absolutely. And that's that is saying a ton for this match. Yes. I don't think there's anything else we can say after that. I really don't. Like, AEW, up until this match, AEW was typical AEW. Good. Yeah. Good matches. Iffy stories, but good matches. Yeah. And then this thing just blew it down. This this was the match of the week, period. Bar none. Uh, and nothing else was even close. I know we've before we've been like, yeah, I think that was the match of the week, but ah, this one was, you know, this one was close. Blah blah blah. No, there was nothing close to this match this week, which is weird. In a week where you talk about Finn Balor being in a tag match with Karrion Cross, when you talk about, you know, all of the matches that happened, the names that are in those matches, mm-hmm. and we're saying that Britt Baker, Britt Baker. Who two years ago, I'll admit again, I was one hundred percent against. Yes, um, I liked her. And then I as s- a person, like I, I liked yeah, her as a character, cool person, but cool character, but terrible, wrestler. terrible wrestler. Then started coming around on her, mm-hmm. and Britt Baker was just in the match of the week. Period. Yeah, match of the month. Really, the so fact far. of the matter is, is Britt Baker did what she was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I would. She call put her. in the work. Yeah. To get better, whether that is showing up and working with Dustin as they supposedly do every Wednesday before the match, yeah. whether that is as she's at home working with Adam Cole, which mm-hmm. please tell me, Britt, that you're doing that. You have Adam Cole, yeah. who I don't know if they live together or not, but your boyfriend is Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Please, 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 please tell me that you are picking the mind of Adam Cole. No. Now, I do want to say one thing. And, and it's in relation to this match. And it's in relation to a few other things. Jim Cornette. Do we have to? We. I, I just want to talk about it real fast. I, I, I don't want to give him any more publicity. Than well, here's, here's the reason I want to talk about it. Jim Cornette shit all over this match. Um, not only did he shit all over this match, he's also been, I don't know, if, I think we talked about it last week, his feud with... Uh, Miro? Yeah. Where he called uh, Penelope a, a slut. A, a slut. Um, which is totally uncool. Yeah, absolutely. And part of why I don't yeah. want to give him any more airtime, but okay. It, it, I say this as a, that is how out of touch things are. Yeah. How Jim Cornette is out of touch, period. Yeah. He shit all over this match. Possibly the best match of this year so far. Jim doesn't think that women should be in matches. No, he doesn't. Jim thinks the role of the women were eye candy. Eye candy standing on the side of the ring, Mm -hmm. carrying the coat or the robe of the male wrestler that they walked out with. Which is so weird considering what he was accused of and, and... Everything here just a couple years ago. Um, I mean, he thinks that the women should be doing what he was doing. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> sitting on the side of the Cornette ring, Cornette is not a <laughs> Cornette was not a wrestler. He was a side of the ring, 
a manager, yeah. and he thinks that the women. Oh, I was going somewhere completely different oh. with that. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks that the women should just be valets. Yeah. So, take that for what you will. But it's why I don't. don't I won't listen to him. Yeah, uh, Jim, Jim Cornette thrives on controversy. He thrives on us actually talking about him because that's the only way he remains relevant. And you can give it, he's probably forgotten more about professional wrestling than I'll ever know. Yeah. But the thing but is, the industry has the industry changed. Has changed. And this it's is not going to go back. Well, it, it, this is 2021. Yeah. This is not 1986. Yeah, it's, it's not. Things that were in 1986 that were considered okay. Let me and I, the reason I say it that way is because they weren't really okay then, but they were considered okay. Well, it's it's like at the beginning of the Looney Tunes They're cartoons when you, okay when you pull Looney Tunes cartoons up or any of the other, you you well, see the like, the Whoopi Goldberg line of, "Hey, look, this depicts things." Yeah. Well, you that were the standard Tunes. of the time. They were wrong then. They're wrong today. You, but you brought up Looney Tunes. They can't, they quote unquote canceled Pepe Le Pew. That's fair. Dude was creepy. Look, he was a, he was yes, a creepy I rapist. Have, I, mean, I have fond memories of watching the Pepe Le Pew yeah. cartoons, but you know what? I watched some of the cartoons recently. Just happened to catch them on yeah, TV. There was nothing else I cared to watch. And it was a Pepe Le Pew one. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, this is creepy as can be. Yeah. So yes, I have fond memories of watching Pepe Le Pew when I was a kid. I never was really well, a big like I never really enjoyed his ones. Yeah, but, but I have fond memories it was of part them. Of Looney Tunes. But that's the watching that, them now, and I realize like this is creepy as all get out. But that fully ties in though with back in the eighties. Mm-hmm. The the thoughts of uh, Cornette, the thoughts of all of those people. That's just how it was. Yeah. And it was it was seen as all right. Women in the eighties, with the exception of a handful that moolah, and that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah. We don't have we don't have time to get into all of that. Um they were that eye candy. They mm-hmm. were Miss Elizabeth, right? Yeah. They were the holds the rope, holds the hat, uh, that kind of thing. That's not it anymore. Nope. Even the divas, right? So we're going back to the Early two thousands, even that period has passed. You know that hey, we're gonna let them wrestle, but not really. They're gonna be in lingerie fighting in mud. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Even that's all gone. That's passed. You know, you see like Kelly Kelly show up for like these the battle royals, and it's not usually to a good. Oh hey, that's Kelly Kelly. I remember her. No, it's more like a why is she here? Why isn't Rhea yeah. in that spot? Why isn't Eo in that spot? Yeah. Like okay, Kelly Kelly shows up. Oh cool. There's Kelly Kelly. All right, bye. Yeah. You know, like, I was a young, red-blooded. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I didn't mind when I was 14, 15, 16 years old watching uh, Stacey Keebler, Tori Wilson, you know, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that's not what yeah. wrestling is now. That's not what wrestling is. Thunder the Rosa, only, really, Baker. There's only a few women that when they Rhea, come back. When there's only a few women that when they come back, we want to see. Yeah. Trish Stratus. Trish, Lita. Lita. Uh, Victoria. Victoria. Beth. Beth. Those are the ones we want to see. Like Jillian Hall. The, when we, we had Jillian the, Hall in the, the Royal Rumble. Rumble this year. I won't. And see. I couldn't have cared 
less. I want to see the ones that were actual wrestlers that yeah. meant something. But anyway, we've gotten off track. We need to wrap up. I do want yeah. to say this because I don't think we mentioned it last week, so I want to mention it this week. Uh, it is mania season, so WWE has started to announce their Hall of Fame nominees or Hall of Fame recipients this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so the two that they've announced so far this year are Molly Holly and Eric Bischoff. So we have, because I think, wasn't NWO going in last year? Yeah. So, and, and because they're carrying that over this year, all the 2020 inductees are carrying over into 2021. We now officially have Eric Bischoff where he should have been last year inducted with the NWO. Right. But with that being said, uh, a huge shout out to McNarb gaming here in Gautier, Mississippi. Uh, They have a great selection of games. Come by, check them out. If they don't have what you're looking for, there's a good chance that they can order it for you and have it brought in as well. Uh, so pick yourself up a game and spend some time with the family playing games. Yep. And while you're going to be spending your time playing games with your friends, uh, go to a big log of liquor, get yourself a bottle of something. The, like you said, angels Envy's up there. Uh, they had a couple bottles left. It may be out by now. Uh, it's really good. So I kind of expect it. They um, had some four roses up there. I, yeah. Get something good. Yeah. Uh, go home, make yourself a good drink, sit down at the dining table, play a board game. Yep. Hang out with your family. Hang out with your friends. Yep. Uh, carefully, of course. Carefully following. We're still, we're you know. still COVID-y. Yeah, we're, so, we're still got the COVID going on. Um, um, guys, get yourself a shot. But have some fun. Get, get, we've got three different approved vaccines in the States now. Yeah, so yeah. go get go, your shot. Go get you your can. shot if Absolutely. you haven't. I got mine scheduled. Yeah. I'm terrified of needles, but I got mine scheduled. For, for our friends here in Mississippi, you, you're qualified for it. Yeah. They've opened it up to everybody. So with all that said... I think it is time for us to call it a day. I think so too. Jason, and since we had a new whiskey, we're going to go ahead and do our glass clean. Yep. So, so cheers. Cheers.